All right. So the very first thing I want to say to you all tonight, I want to speak this word that God has given me for you. Um, and it, it, it comes, it's a rhema word to you. Hallelujah. Um, it's based on the scripture, comes straight from the scripture, Luke chapter 8, verse 10. And I say unto you, <laughs> unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Mysteries are things that we don't know. Mysteries are things that, um, yeah, that need to be revealed. That's it. And God is saying to you tonight that unto you, unto each one of you here, each, unto each one of you, under the sound of my voice, it is given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. He's going to open up things to you about the way he operates. He's going to open up things to you about the way his kingdom operates. He, you're going to leave here knowing supernaturally more than what you came here with. And even though each week you've been learning more and you've been leaving with more, tonight there's going to be a supernatural impartation. Glory to God. Don't let that word supernatural scare you. It means imparted by the Spirit of God in a very special way. Okay? Do you receive that? I receive it. Amen. Anybody else? Amen. Yeah, I receive it. Oh, I was going to say, camera gets it all. Okay. <laughs> all right. The other part of the word, it's a word that God has spoken to us before, and he's asked me to reiterate it tonight. Um, if anybody has any noise going on in the background, I'm going to ask you to mute yourself or to turn it off, okay? All right. God said in 2020, you will begin to walk in the inner workings of my word, and you will know how to work my word efficiently, accurately, and precisely. You will not only receive insight, concepts, and ideas, but you will know what to do with them. You will know how to maximize them. Your vision will be clear, complete, and all-encompassing regarding that thing that I will give you. There will not simply be an increase in revelation. No. There will be an increase in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of what to do with the revelation you have received and how to bring the vision that I give you to manifestation. You will have perfect vision. In 2020, you're going to get the message. You're going to get the point. You're going to know what to do with what I've told you, and you will reach the expected end that I have for you. Moving forward, you will operate on a new level of intentionality because you get the point. That's God's word to us. And now I declare that you will receive the ministry of the Holy Spirit in a great, to a greater degree than you ever have, and that it will only increase from here. In Jesus' name. If you receive that, say amen. 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 Okay. So now we're going to move to the part of our, well, let me give you the broad picture. I, I mentioned it a little bit last week. And so I'm, I'm doing this. This is still, understand, we're still in the beginning phases of this Bible study. So God is giving me new things about the, the, the 
format of it, about the things that we do. We're still building our foundation. So as he gives it to me, I'm giving it to you so you'll have a big picture and know what to expect. So God has broken the Bible study down into um, certain sections. In the beginning, we have prayer. Then we have check-in, which is when I ask you all about the storms and everything. Then we have housekeeping, whatever things God has brought to my attention that need to be brought to your attention so we can keep everything flowing as it should. Then we have the walk it out, talk it out. I really like this. God gave me that name a, a couple of years ago. But the walk it out, talk it out is where I ask you if you have engaged with the text and what you got out of it and what you'd like to share with the rest of us. And then we move into our lesson, and then we close it out. So if you want to, just so you know, when I'm referring to these things, this is what you can expect, okay? So now we're moving to the check-in. How many of you spoke to the storms? Oh, I did. Okay. All right. Was that Shalom? I said I did. Okay. All right. So I think it was Tamara, Michelle, and Shalom. Yes? Yeah. All right. All right. Praise God. Praise God. All right. Do you all have any observations, experiences, growth, anything from speaking to the storms this week? Yeah. One of the things I did this week, I did the names of the storm, storms. And then for whatever reason, I did my name. Wow. Like a, a point of surrender. Wow. So bow my knee to the name of Jesus and declare that he is Lord. Amen. I did it a couple of times because it felt it felt good. It felt okay. okay. I didn't know why. There was no thought behind it. I just did it. Okay. And have you noticed a change? Have you noticed? Anything besides it felt good? Have you noticed a difference in your thought process? Anything to report yet? I just felt, I felt a little different, but I didn't, you know, I can't, I don't really have words for it. Okay. Okay. But, uh, Keep. It, it made me feel like, Um, not about, it put, I felt like it put me more in line with God. Because okay. I don't think I've ever heard anyone else do it. And it's not about having a um, system or a, you know, some sort of, I don't know what the word is, but it 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 just seems to bring me more in line with God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. 
That's awesome. Anybody else? Well, for me, um, all my life I've known hurricanes. I had a few, you know, really bad ones and a few just mild ones. So, as you know, speaking to the storm this week, I felt like I was really doing something to prevent the storms that I hate. But I felt like I was really contributing. You know, you always, you know, we say we talk, 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 and no action. But we're getting yeah. things done, so. I, I felt like I was really contributing to prevent these problems from coming. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. Anybody else? I'm writing this down. Hold on. I like what you said, Michelle. You said usually, or a lot of times, you know, it's just talk, talk, talk. <laughs> and we don't do anything. <laughs> But you feel like you're making, if I understood this part right, you feel like you're making a contribution to it. Yes? That's what you said? Yeah. Yes. Yes. That is awesome. Because a lot of times we do sit around and, and talk about it, but we don't be about it. And then sometimes we look around like, well, who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? And we never step up. So that is an awesome observation. Thank you for sharing that. All right, anybody else? Okay. Well, now I get to share the storm update. Are you ready? Okay, you guys are mighty quiet tonight. Lord, I speak energy to the group in Jesus' name. Help me, help me. Okay, um, from Fox News, it's the, um, his name is Klotzbach, and he's the hurricane research scientist from, Cal from Colorado State University. He said, all of the Atlantic storms so far in 2020 have been relatively weak and short-lived. Hallelujah. Um, from the Weather Channel, it says, the large number of storms so far masks the fact that these storms were all short-lived. So we've had a lot. We're up to the letter F already. And it seems like, gosh, there's a lot of storms. But all of them have been short-lived. Praise God. Um, I hadn't realized this. Sister Paris, are you here? I thought I heard Sister Paris's voice. Okay. Um, I hadn't realized this. It said Dolly gained its name as a tropical storm on June 23rd, then became a remnant North Atlantic low less than 24 hours later. So Dolly was nothing. <laughs> and then it said Edward suffered a similar fate less than two weeks later. Edward is now on its way to, towards England, but it's going to dissipate along the way. Um, Edward made history in that it's the earliest fifth Atlantic storm named on record, beating out Emily in 2005. So it's been, an, it's been a an active season. Um, let me see. Although, let me see what the latest is that um, okay. Okay. the Atlantic hurricane season is not off to as busy a start as it seems. Yes, were you going to say something? No, I'm saying thing. I think I heard on the news that today is um, like a tropical storm. I don't remember which state it was heading to a bill. Yes. There is a, well, earlier this afternoon, let me put it this way. Earlier this afternoon, there was a tropical system 
headed for the East Coast. At that time, its name was Invest98L. Since then, about two hours ago, it has upgraded to a tropical, to tropical storm Faye. It is formed off of the North Carolina Outer Banks. It has 40 mile per hour winds in parts of this area, and there are flash flood warnings along the coast. The biggest impact is that heavy rain is heavy rain as it heads up the coast. Now, when I read when I got the first forecast, when it was still Invest 98L before it became Tropical Storm Fay, the, meteorolo the meteorologist said, regardless of whether it gets a name or an upgrade, I don't want you to worry about it because it doesn't look like it will strengthen all that much. It will not be a strong tropical storm or hurricane. Amen. Amen. So that's our storm report. So keep it up. Keep yeah, it that's up. My daughter's heading that way. Her and her friends, uh, well, ministry doing a mission with some youth up in uh, North Carolina. They driving from Washington D.C. She flew out today. I'm like, okay. okay. I said, Lord, you, he didn't block it. He didn't block the travel. I was like, okay. So I'm like, so you gonna cover each one of them and these uh, youth that they got going that they just graduated from high school. So they going to some resort that's over there, and I'm like. And she looked at the storm. I said, okay, that's one storm to pray about, too, um, speak to. But, yes, so definitely keep that lifted that it'll be clear why they're there or how, you know. Amen. Amen. Well, let's just pray right now. Let's just pray. Do you know what part of North Carolina she's going to? Oh, uh, gosh. Ooh, what did she tell me? Oh, I'm not exactly. It's been, because they're driving from Washington, D.C., so it's angling, I guess, South Carolina, North Carolina. It's off okay. there, but they, she did see there's a storm, and they're going to be near the water. Okay. All right. So we're going to pray now because it's a prayer of agreement. We're all coming into agreement with you, Sister yes. Tamara. All right. So, Lord, we thank you so much for Sister Tamara, and we thank you, Lord, for her daughter and her daughter's friends. We thank you, Lord, for the ministry retreat that's taking place for the youth. And we thank you, God, that you will get all the glory in Jesus' name. Lord, we speak blessing over Tamara's daughter and, and everybody who is with her. As a matter of fact, Lord, we say that she is blessed and that wherever she is, the blessing is. So wherever she is, not only is she safe, but everyone who is with her is safe in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for protecting them from the storm. We thank you, Lord, that your might and your power and your glory will be seen in the midst of the storm in Jesus' name. Lord, I'm asking for wisdom on behalf of Tamara's daughter and on behalf of those leading the, the retreat. And I just speak, Lord, that your, your will be done in them and through them, that they will yield to the prompting of the Holy Spirit that they will do what they hear you say when they hear you say it in Jesus' name. We dispatch your angels about them right now in the name of Jesus. We speak traveling and we just speak all mercies. And we speak that all grace abounds towards them in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. 
Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Glory, the anointing. I feel the anointing. <laughs> Does anybody have a testimony that they would like to share? Um, the Lord gave me the grace today to minister healing. Uh, I was remembering about the decreeing things and meditating on the scripture that you shared about uh, in out of Timothy that we've got the ability, the means, and the discipline. And oh, so the, 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 um, the young girl was 13. She had been limping for days. Her foot was sore and a little swollen. And so I prayed in spirit for a few minutes, and then I laid my hands on the foot. I commanded it to, to confess Jesus is Lord and for the, all the soreness, swelling to go and the tendons to line up. And then I said to her, I said, now get up and walk and do something you didn't do. And she got up and she started walking and then running and then leaping and she was saying, I don't believe it, I don't believe Amen. Praise God. Anybody else? Um, yes. I have a friend. Um, he lives in Texas, and his mom is very ill in Atlanta. She's in the hospital. So he went to visit her, and then he was having some trouble. The, because of the whole COVID, um, they was not letting him see her. They only his sister who lives there. So and he was, you know, talking to me through text. So I right there told him in the text, be calm. And then I hesitated and I just continued to type. Um, I tried to pray in the text, you know, and tell him, in the Lord, you know, please make the the hospital workers let him see his mom every day. Um, in Jesus' name, I count it done. So I was like, I felt like I had to just say it. But um, I haven't spoken to him. Amen. I haven't spoken to him for the rest of the day to see what the outcome was. Amen. Oh, that's awesome. Well, you know what? God honors your faith. God honors your faith. And so now we're going to take step two on that, right? We call it done. We're going to keep calling it done. In Jesus' name, keep calling it done. Amen. So we see it manifested. Amen. 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 Ooh, that's awesome. Oh, praise the Lord. Anybody else? Okay, I have one. It happened today. I was um, watching a conference, a live conference via the Internet when our wonderful, let me stop, when the power went out. Okay, and it was, and first of all, it's my, it's one of my favorite preachers of the conference, and I mean, he had just gotten to like the good part, like I'm sitting on the edge of my seat waiting for the next word, and um, and he had gone to John chapter five, and y'all know we just finished ministering in John chapter five, and he was talking about I and the Father are one. He was talking about everything we were talking about, and I was on the edge of my seat, and the power went out, 
I said, oh, no, you don't, Satan. In the name of Jesus, take your hands off of my technology. Take your hands off of my power. And I said, Jesus, hold the conference. <laughs> hold the conference so I can get back on. <laughs> and so I grabbed my phone and I turned on my hotspot. Now, what you need to know is usually my hotspot will work with my computer. Um, and so I can get on it that way. But today, it was not working with my computer, and it was taking a long time to get back on. And so I said, oh, no, you don't. I am not missing this conference. I am not missing a single word. And so I just turned on my phone. When I use my hotspot on my phone, my phone, the Internet on my phone doesn't work, but whatever device I send it to, like my computer, that works. Today, the computer didn't work. But I turned on my phone, and I got on the video, and whatever he did, he had told a little story or something like that. But when I got back on, he says, now, let's go to John chapter 5. And then picked right up <laughs> where he was about to go. <laughs> I was so happy. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Wow. Thank you, Lord. And then the power came on a little while later. But I did not miss a single bit of the conference. It did not buffer. The, the Internet connection was not slow. I watched it as if it had never been interrupted. Praise God. All right. So now we're going to move on to the housekeeping portion. All right. Um, this goes along with, you know, in the beginning, I was like, you all feel free to ask questions, mute your background, you know, all these things. And so we're just going to add more to that so that we can have, um, um, we can continue with a, a nice flowing um, session. Okay. Um, all right, so it's about time that I tell you exactly how God has me to operate in the teaching ministry, all right? He has called me to um, fill in the faith gaps, all right? Um, the First Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 10, in the Amplified Classic, it says, and we continue to pray, especially and with most intense earnestness, night and day, that we might see you face to face, and that face to face for me is one on one, that I might see you one on one and mend and make good whatever may be imperfect and lacking in your faith. That is the scripture that God has given me for the teaching ministry that he's given me. So... My assignment is to fill in the faith gaps. What happens is there are things that we've learned and there are scriptures that we know and we operate in them to the best of our ability, but for some reason it's just hard to get to that next level. It's hard to connect to that next step. Um, like, for instance, God had us, he's, he has us on our authority now, but in the beginning, you know, we knew that God was in charge. Yes, God, you are in charge. You are in charge. But the piece that was missing is that we didn't know that, I mean, sorry, God is in control. God is in control. But the piece that was missing was that we didn't know that we were in charge. We didn't realize that he had given us the authority to speak, us the ability to do, and us the ability to change the situation. And so with the teaching that he provided, he just filled in a faith gap. A, a, a faith gap. And now we're connecting on the next level. Are you all following me with that? Yes. 
Okay. Yes. All right. And yes. so that's the reason why in Bible study, I welcome you to ask questions and to make comments based on your experiences and what you're learning. Um, and because when you ask your questions, that's how the gaps are presented. That's how the answer gets to be specialized or, or tailor-made to what you are going through when you ask the question. God speaks to me through the Holy Spirit. He gives me what to say, and I can do that without your asking questions. But here is the beautiful thing that happens when you ask your questions. Others get to hear that they are not alone. If you're going through something, most likely, more than likely, somebody else is going through it too. Or when you share your victory and you share your situation, then somebody else is getting to hear something else that's possible. Like when Shalom shared that she spoke her name during the storm. That's powerful. That is powerful. And so now it's like, ooh, all right, where do I need to tell myself to bow to the name of, bow to the, uh, name of Jesus and confess that Jesus is Lord? That is awesome. So when we share, when we ask our questions, um, others get to hear, and they get to apply it to themselves. And when we share our testimonies, others get to hear, and they get to maybe put their eyes of faith on something that they didn't know was possible before, or maybe it speaks to something that they're going through. So that's the whole purpose of us asking questions, okay? And then Holy Spirit is the one that fills in the gap. He's just using me to do it in this format. So I want you to know that there are no big eyes and there are no little youth. Everyone is welcome to participate because no one in here has it all together and we're all learning from each other. Iron as iron sharpens iron. Amen? Amen. Okay. So along those lines, I want to make sure that we do things decent and in order and that we deal with each other in spirit and in truth and that God gets all the glory. Amen? Amen. Amen. Oh, goodness, you all are quiet tonight. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so I want to say, if you, if you have a question, by all means, ask it if you want the answer. Ask it to get an answer. If you have a comment, make a comment. If you have something that um, you'd like to share that you've gotten out of what is being said, Share what you've gotten. It is so wonderful. We are all learning from each other's experiences. Um, but understand that the purpose of the sharing is to add context or clarity to your situation, like what Shalom was doing earlier. She was talking through it, and she was like, I, I don't know that I really felt any different, but I know that this is what I experienced. Or I can't really say why, you know, I felt this way, but this is what I felt. She's She's... This is a chance for her to put her situation in context and to put it out in the atmosphere, allowing all of us to glean from it. We glean what we will. Holy Spirit has a way of ministering to us um, all in the way that we need to be ministered to. He knows how to speak to us in the way that we can understand, and he knows how to tell us exactly what it is to know. Each of us can listen to the same testimony and get something different out of it. Okay, so the purpose of our sharing is to, to, to put our own situation in context and just um, being transparent before the group and allowing everybody else to get some of it too. That's how we're sharing with each other. 
I want to let you know that if there's something that you would like to discuss or something that you want um, to be presented in Bible study and it wasn't, feel free to call me, feel free to text me, feel free to email me um, and, and let me know. And there's always room to revisit a topic, okay? As long as Holy Spirit says yes, there's always room to revisit a topic. So let me know. This is part of filling in the gaps. This is part of filling in the gaps. This is geared towards you all. This is Holy Spirit wanting a one-on-one -on -one with you where others get to listen in, where he can be one-on-one -on -one with them at the same time. Amen? Okay, any questions, any comments? All right, then we will move on to our walk it out, talk it out. This is my favorite. This is where I get to ask you if you engaged with the text this week, or even if you went back and engaged with um, previous texts. You can do that too. You can um, comment on all on that too. They're all cumulative. They all build on each other, and they're all relevant. So it's never a problem to revisit them. Um, and along those lines, I want to encourage you to engage. Engage with the texts during the week, and then engage here in the session. I appreciate all of your participation tonight. This is wonderful. Um, the more you engage with the text throughout the week, the more you'll have to bring to the session. And the more you put into the session, the more you'll get out of the session. And God wants you blessed. Amen? All right. So we are receiving revelation that we have authority. Not only that we have authority, but that we have a responsibility that goes along with it. It was like Sister Michelle said earlier, a lot of times we just talk, talk, talk. <laughs> but we don't do anything. We have a responsibility to do something, to act, to walk in that authority. To know that we have authority and not use it does us no good. So I, I asked you all this week, and I would like for you to share. What are some things that hinder us from walking in our authority? Fear. Fear is um, definitely like good. Fear. Things. Okay. What do you think is the fear of? Fear that. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Tamara. Hold on one second. Mm -hmm. Michelle, can you give me like one or two examples? Just fear of or fear that. Um, fear that you can't do it. Uh, well, fear to do it. Like you're just afraid to, you know, walk in authority, or you're fearful of the outcome. You might mm. not be received. Um. Yeah. Okay, good. All right, Tamara? Um, well, well, I'll just roll down different things, but uh, as far as what I know about and what's been taught about, but unforgiveness, even knowing or unknowingly that you have either taken offense, which can be something that can hinder because if you don't deal with forgiving quickly and faith, then over time, something about the spirit of it, it'll 
start affecting your other your walk or your your attention because the enemy the how you say the enemy comes to distract and provide uh, deceptions and so I can see how that affect your authority because uh, affect anybody's authority and as far as me I remember there was a time um, that I had to uh, a person I was real close to but they all of a sudden they had stopped communicating with me and. And it, it, but because, you know, you say you have your walk, you keep on doing what the Lord tells you, but yet there could be little triggers that go like, wait a minute, you know, what, what is, what is that about? You know? And so you, so I, I ended up um, getting some, um, I went to counseling about it because it was somebody who was real close and thank God, you know, the, the way the Lord, he, the person gave the that you write a letter to the person because it's it they may be close to you, maybe you know if they you able to communicate with them, then you will talk to them. But that uh, particular biblical counselor at the time, she just said, you know, write it out, write the letter like you're talking to the person, and then you um, you read it. Now you can read it to the counselor or read it on your own. And then after I, I got through reading it. After I wrote it out, everything that I wanted to say, and um, and also said the good things, everything went all negative. It's like you know, this is how I felt and all that, and and I forgive, and and if I did anything, forgive me, you know, and just. But at, and but then when I she said tear it up, and it was a relief because that one little thing can affect so many other things in your connection with other people's relationships and the other relationships in your life, even church. Amen. So it's all about get, making sure that you address that issue, you know, even if you're with them or not with them, you know, you still address it because uh, sometimes the other person is not really receptive to receiving or talking because they're still walking in whatever they're walking through. But I just know right. that through that process, it gave a release, and I felt a peace. And it just, it was, when you, you know, write it down, and then you read it, and you read it to God, and then you tear it up. It's just like, okay, I'm not going to carry this, even if they, uh, you know, like someone just stopped being your friend. You're just like, okay, just tear it up. Because you can't get an offense. You can't get an unforgiveness because you're like, what happened? So that's where I learned that it can affect a person's walk or authority. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Can I, can I right. say something? Yeah. Um, on Sunday, um, during my devotion, family devotion, the topic was let them go. Relationship. Mm. And it, we make reference to First John 2, verse 19. They went out from us, but they were not of us. And one of the things that we talked about was Every relationship in our life is for a reason and a season. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, yes. so I'm just to add what you know what Tamara was saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Your commitment to your family should be a lifetime, but other relationships have term limits. So sometimes you just have to let them go. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just funny how, yeah. <laughs> okay, somebody else. 
Insecurity, I guess that goes along with fear. But insecurity, when you don't know who you are, when you don't know that you have the right to have authority, that'll keep you from taking authority. This probably goes along with what you just said, but not knowing what my authority is, you know, Mm. not, you know, whether it's, you know, finding a scripture or, or just saying this isn't a situation that I have dominion over because we're not used to thinking, oh, I'll change this. We're not used to thinking that. And so it takes a while. I mean, I've kind of gotten to the point where I'm pretty pretty good about with the weather. But sometimes cars, you know, take authority over the car, and it will run. So... But that doesn't mean in other situations I know to take the authority. Right, right. And if we don't know we have authority in a situation, then we're not going to take authority in a situation. That's good. That's good. Anybody else? You you can have more than one if you want. But if not, we'll move on. I would like to say one. Uh, if you don't, if we're if we don't know the word of God mm. uh, from from the perspective of what he mm-hmm. has said about us mm-hmm. and the authority that he's given us. Good. Hello, everybody. This is uh, Kimberly Hunter. She's joining us from Texas as well. I didn't even see you there. Thank you for being here. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Yes. Hi, welcome. Thank you. Hi. Okay, let me see. I'm going to call. I think I see Ms. Lynette is here. And, uh uh-oh. Deborah, are you still here? Deborah Ryberg, yes. Yes. Oh, sorry. Yes, Deborah Ryberg. Would you like to chime in? I was thinking of um, that scripture where Jesus said to be in authority, you have to be under authority. And sometimes um, if we're not guarded about being submissive under authority, when we go to try to exercise authority, it doesn't work. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. So true, so true. Thank you. Thank you. Um, y'all, I'm serious. I'm like, Holy Spirit has my head like, ding! <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Anybody else? Last time, last chance, last chance. Well, okay. what, you, um, <laughs> what you put in your ear and eye gate, you know, um, that can impact uh, your authority if you spend it too much time, well, away from the word, and you spend Ooh. more time uh, 
on other th- social media or, you know, social media will be fine. It depends on what you're doing on the social media. Are you spending time reading the word? Are you are you hearing the word? But are you speaking it? So it's just that's what I think that that would uh, definitely, to me, would be a hindrance if you're not spending that time in, you, in your eyes and your ear gate. Amen. Amen. Oh, you all are awesome. Okay. So just really quickly, I'm going to go down what you said, what you all said, and then I'm going to go down um, a few that the Lord has given me, but then we're going to talk about the thing that he wants to talk about tonight. Okay. So things that hinder us from walking in the authority. Michelle shared um, fear, fear that you can't do it, or fearful of the outcome that it might not be received. And I would even add that it, that it wouldn't work. Um, Tamara said unforgiveness and spending too much time away from the word. Um, I said insecurity, not knowing who you are. Um, Shalom said not knowing your authority. Kimberly said if we don't know the word of God and if we don't know the authority he's given us. So those two go together, um, Shalom and Kimberly. And then um, Deborah said, when you're not submissive to authority, you're not going to be able to walk in authority. So, wow. All right. Here are some other things. Unbelief. This goes along with the fear that Michelle was talking about, um, fear about the outcome. Um, Unbelief. We see that the disciples couldn't stop the storm because of their unbelief. And they couldn't cast out a demon because of their unbelief. Um, Shame. Shame. When we feel shame, um, which goes along with guilt and condemnation, when, um, when we feel bad about doing something and that keeps us from coming into God's presence. And, um, you know, well, who are you to, to tell? Oh, here's an Old Testament. Here's an Old Testament. Um, yeah, here's an Old Testament example. I'm thinking about Moses. Um, I don't know if we would call it shame, but it's like, who are you to tell us? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When Moses tried to um, keep the Egypt, the, the Israelites from fighting each other, well, who are you to tell us not to fight each other? Didn't you just kill an Egyptian yesterday? <laughs> So, I mean, right? Um, so, when we're, when we're not able to, when we, I don't know that that falls under shame or condemnation, but I know Moses got missing real fast because he knew he was going to get caught. Um, but the thing is, when we within ourselves feel like we don't deserve to walk in authority because we have done something wrong, that's the shame part. Uh, broken, fa- broken fellowship with God, feeling like we owe him. An example of feeling like we owe him is the prodigal son. Uh, well, two things. Feeling like we owe him, and one, one way to do that is feeling unworthy. And that example is the prodigal son. When he was going to return to his father, he had his script all planned out. Father, I have sinned against heaven, and in thy sight I am no longer worthy to be called thy son. Make me one of your hired servants. Um, so he feel like he... he he um, was unworthy to walk in that authority as a son. And then another way to have broken fellowship with God 
is to have a works-based mentality where we feel like we owe God something. God has been so good to me, I have to do this for the rest of my life. Or, you know, whatever it is, when you feel like you have to pay God off or when you feel like you have to do something in order to earn his goodness, that's a work-based mentality. But praise God, we don't have to do that. Romans chapter 13, verse 8 tells us to owe no man anything but to love him. And that's the same for God. God doesn't want us to serve him because we feel like we have to serve him. God wants us to serve him because we want to serve him. And then in, um, in Matthew 18, 27, there's the story of the man, the master who forgave his worker of his debt, loosed him from it and forgave him. Um, the same. God did the same for us. He had compassion on us. He loosed us from our debt. I mean, he loosed us and he forgave us our debt. He did that when he gave us his son, Jesus. So we don't have to have this workspace mentality. But when we feel like we have to work for God's goodness, then that indicates broken relationship with God and it keeps us from walking in our authority. And then um, another one. We kind of touched on this, I think, but when we don't know ignorance to who we are and ignorance to, the, to what our authority affords us. And the example of this is the elder brother of the prodigal son. He didn't know who he was or what he had. You know, he got mad when little brother came home and dad threw a party for him. And he was like, Dad, I've been here with you the whole time, and I haven't done anything wrong, and you haven't even killed a cow for me. You haven't even... And, and the father says, Son... Thou art ever with me. Everything that I have is yours. Oh. <laughs> you know, I felt the same way. I, I, live, I have, God has truly blessed me here on the island. And I live in a home and I have um, a landlord. She lives in the house right next to me. I'm on her property. She lives in the house right next to me. And um, before the hurricane came in 2017, she had like poop trees and she had all the lemongrass you could ever want, ever. And one day I was like, Miss Kathy, can I have, I would really like some bush tea. She said, okay, there's the lemongrass right there. She said, you live right here. There's the lemongrass. Get you some lemongrass and make you some bush tea. I was like, oh. <laughs> I had access to the lemongrass the whole time. I could have all the bush tea I wanted. And now the hurricane came, and then there was nothing wrong with the lemongrass, but I think just the release of chopping it all up was therapeutic, so now all the lemongrass is gone. Okay. But anyway, I had access to the lemongrass and didn't know it. The, the elder brother of the prodigal son had access to everything the father had and didn't know it. And sometimes it's the same way with us. We, well, we do. We have access to everything God has but we live as if we don't know it. So the thing that God wants to talk to us tonight about is the ignorance part. Ignorance um, to who we are and to what our authority, well, actually ignorance to who we are and to what we have. Okay? The big picture about who we are, we are children of God. Can we all agree on that? Amen. Yes. I am a child of God. God is my heavenly 
Father, the the um, the model prayer, our Father. Jesus was Father. teaching them to pray, our Father, which are in heaven. He was establishing relationship. They hadn't dealt with God in that way before. He was, he was modeling relationship for them. And who art in heaven, who's the owner of everything? That's, that's relationship. So we're going to talk from the context that we are children of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. So let's turn, to, let's turn to Romans chapter 8, and we'll look at verses 14 through 16. And it doesn't matter which version you have. Just let us know when you read it what version you'll be reading from. Romans chapter 8, verses 14 through 16. King James. Okay. For as as many as led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But he have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit itself beareth witness, the power spirit, that we are the children of God. Amen. Amen. Whew, thank you, Jesus. Mm. <laughs> Hallelujah. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now I'm going to ask this question. Don't overthink it. If we are the children of God, whose spirit are we going to be led by? God. God's spirit. Yes. Yes. Um, and we... we um, For the sake of time, I'm just going to talk about this. If you all feel like you want to go to the scriptures, let me know. Okay? But we get to differentiate because in um, we'll see in another scripture in a minute, but even in um, John chapter 8, when Jesus is speaking to the Pharisees, I believe it's the Pharisees, but he's telling them, you can't receive me because you're, you, you're not of my father. If you were of my father, they're talking about our father is Abraham. If you were of my father, you would receive me. You can't even hear the words I say. I don't know if anybody saw Rush Hour. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? (laughs) You can't even understand the words I say because you're not of my father. You're of your father, the devil. That's what he said. So there, there are different fathers. God is our father. Therefore, we have... Um, the Spirit of God. Let's look at First Corinthians. Oh, wait, I'm not finished with this one yet. Well, keep your finger there and turn to First Corinthians chapter two, verse twelve. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Okay, so we just got finished saying that we are God's children, we have God's spirit, and just by way of contrast, I'm showing you that the devil is also a father, but God is our father, and I'm showing you here in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12, 
that there is a spirit of the world, but that's not the spirit we received. We received the spirit of God. Okay? Let's turn back to Romans chapter um, 8, and then I'll go to verse 15. The same thing. We have it in 1 Corinthians, we just saw that we have not received the spirit of the world. Well, here in verse 15, we see that we have not received the bondage again to fear. We relate that to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. God has not given us the spirit of God has not given us the spirit of fear. So we haven't received that. That is not God has not given that to us. And let me just take a moment to say this. If we have fear now, and I will I will tell you this. I have been experiencing some things this week. I could feel fear all around. I could feel fear trying to come in. I could feel fear. I mean, it's like if I'm looking out my window and it's just on the other side of that glass. I could, that's how close fear was. But I refused to let fear in. I resisted and fear had to go. I meditated on the love of God because it's um, perfect love that casts out fear. God's love that casts out fear. Had to get that fear gone. But we have not received the spirit of fear. So if at any moment we feel ourselves fearing, then we need to know that doesn't belong to me. That doesn't belong to me. Put it down. Get it gone. It's not yours. You don't have to keep it. I just want you to. God's been talking to me lately about giving people permission. You have permission not to keep it. With that permission comes authority. You have the permission not to keep it. You have the authority not to keep it. You have the choice not to keep it. So do what it takes to get it gone. Perfect love casts out fear. Meditate on God's love for you. That gets rid of the fear. Feast on the word that talks about God's love for you. Feast on the word that talks the truth about whatever that thing is that you're scared of. But you have permission not to fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear. Here in Romans um, 8.15, we've not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. And I know Kimberly is all over this. Abba means daddy. <laughs> you know, it's a personal relationship. I'm his little girl. I get to sit on his lap. He's my daddy. Okay? So we've received the spirit of adoption. I mean, yes, the spirit of adoption where we, whereby we cry, daddy, daddy, Abba, father. The spirit itself, what spirit? The spirit of God, the Holy Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit. Remember, we are a spirit. We are spirit soul. We we are three part beings, spirit, soul, and body. But the real us, the part that lives forever, is our spirit. We are a spirit. We just live in the body so that we can have access and authority. Um, access to the things here in the earth and authority to exercise our authority here in the earth. But we are a spirit. The spirit of God himself, it should say him. Holy Spirit is not an it. Holy Spirit is a he. Mm-hmm. 
the Spirit of God himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. We are. He'll tell us. He'll confirm it with us. He'll assure us. And you know, even when we fall and even when we mess up, he's not going to come pointing his fingers and saying, you're bad and da-da-da. He's going to say, baby, you belong to me. Come on over here. Let me show you how to fix that. Come here. Let me show you how, let me show you how it's done. Come on. Dust yourself off. Let's, let's, let's do this together. He bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's turn back over. We can leave Romans now if, if all hearts and minds are clear. Let's go back over to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. And if someone will read that one more time, please. Before, I, before you read it, I want to ask you a question. Again, don't overthink it. Um, Romans 8.14 said, as many as, are the, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Why are we led by the Spirit of God? Because we are the children of God. Because we are the children of God. And where does Holy Spirit live? In a lot. In our, in our hearts. He lives inside of us. So Holy Spirit is not out there somewhere, right? Right. Holy Spirit is not someone we have to chase down and someone we have to beg and someone we have to, you know, Holy Spirit is inside of us. Yeah. Um, Shalom, how, how do you say it? You say I'm going to just give you a part to let you know what I want you to say. But about our next breath, how would you say that? Well, just that just that little sentence. Our as near to us. This is near as our next breath. Yes, Holy Spirit is as near to us as our next breath. Mm-hmm. That's how close He is. That's how close He is. Okay, First um, Corinthians chapter two, verse twelve. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Okay, so we have the spirit which is of God. We have the spirit of God who lives inside of us. Why? What's, what's one of his purposes? What's he going to do, according to this scripture? Uh, what's the question? That we know that we might things. Know. Mm-hmm. Yes, that we might know. I'm going to assume that you all are saying that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. All right, so that we will know what we have, right? right. Anybody? I, I know everybody here either has an iPhone or an Android, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, are you like me? Well, make I don't. I when I get my iPhone, I don't leave the store until I say, "Okay, show me how this thing works." <laughs> show me what. Show me how do I get to what? <laughs> I remember when I got my first 
when I got my first iPhone, right? I got it. I was so excited, and I had to go to my client's house. It was time for the appointment, and um, I was showing her my phone and everything. And she's like, "That's so cool. How do you make a phone call?" I was like, "I don't know." Oh. <laughs> I learned about all the gadgets and all the things that it could do, but I forgot to ask how to make a phone call. It's so packed, it's so loaded, it has so many things, you know? And it's the same way when we receive Jesus, when we become a born-again child of God, we've got so much that we need help unpacking it. We need help knowing how it works. We need help knowing what it is. And Holy Spirit is, lives inside of us to reveal these things to us. We have not received the spirit of the world, but we've received the spirit which is of God that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Amen? Amen. So God wants us to know. And again, I declare that we are going to walk in, um, oh, Lord Jesus, come back. Come back, Jesus. Okay, yes. That we are going to, <laughs> that we are going to receive the ministry of the Holy Spirit to a greater degree than we ever have, and that it will only increase from here. Amen. Wherever we are, we're going to receive it more than we ever have, and it's only going to increase from here. So, one of the things the Holy Spirit is going to reveal to us is who He is and what he does. Amen? Amen. Now, before we get into that, I'm going to ask you all again. And I would like for each person to answer, if you will, please. But who is the Holy Spirit to you? Like Jesus asked his disciples, but who do you say that I am? Who is the Holy Spirit to you? Oh. He's my teacher. Uh-huh. He's my he's my he's my friend. He's my protector. He's my advocate. He's my intercessor. And he's one What do you mean by what do you mean by advocate and intercessor? Well, he speaks up for me. And Ooh, that's good. Meaning, mm. meaning that, you know how there's times when um, one of the young ladies was giving an example earlier about how um, there can be some contention between you and someone else and, you know, to write the letter, write it out. And then yeah. there's times when the Holy Spirit, you know, just like God say, when we don't know how we ought to pray about something or for someone, that the Spirit will give us utterance. And so with him being our intercessor, but Jesus being our chief intercessor, but the Holy Spirit being our intercessor, he's able to intercede for us as well and go before Father and bring to him the things that we have concern of and what's on our heart. 
so he mm. can intercede and the Holy Spirit can give revelation and even understanding to that person or even to us about something. Sometimes we can think that it's coming from the other side, but God has started showing to the Holy Spirit something that's within you that may be offended or uh, what may be going on within us. So an intercessor that's not from just my flesh or anything like that, but he brings forth the truth and he can intercede on from the prayers and from the thoughts of God as opposed to just what I'm saying. Amen. Amen. Okay. Who else? I would just add and say he's my leader. Nice. How does he lead you? Like the scripture said, he leads me to all truth. The more like a director or a guide, um, similar to what the sister just said, he'll instruct you and take you where you need to go, tell you what to say, what to do, and how to do it. Good. Well, well, I agree with everything that's being said because that's exactly what I was writing down myself. And then um, <laughs> another thing is like the memory recall when I need, it's something that he's my memory. My, uh, besides being my friend and my guide and my comforter and my teacher, my protector, my helper, my uh, truth, God being all truth. And but the thing, that that memory, I mean, he will. Re- Sometimes he'll. This is what he does. For me. He'll bring up a before something happens. He'll just do a up. I say a, a upload or a download into my just for me. Recalling, I was there on this when you was this little girl and this person was doing this to you. But yet, and all this, or I recall how you got out of that abusive situation or something. But yet, I was there when I talked to that manager to give, uh, you know, uh, gave them, you know, suggestions about you. Just a recall of things that you don't really, I mean, things I have never even thought about in years, and here just. I'm like, whoa, where did this come from? So, yeah, he's my memory. Wow. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Woo. Oh, my gosh. I just felt like I like to. Yes, that's right. I feel like uh, I like to. I have a creature comfort that I carry with me when I travel. I have a blanket that I carry. And it's, you know, one of those nice soft ones. And I don't care how hot it is. I can swaddle in that thing like nobody's business and just be it. And I feel like I have just swaddled a blanket right now. That's so awesome. Wow. Okay, who else? Holy Spirit is my all in all. I look, Holy Spirit is my partner that comes hmm. to me. He's like the great equalizer. There isn't wow. anything that through his partnership the two of us can accomplish. Woo. The will of God, the, the mind of God, the depth of God, the height of God. Mm. He he causes me to come from wherever level I am up to wherever I, level I need to go to. He takes me from glory to glory. I mean, he's the great equalizer, my wonderful partner. Wow. <laughs> Woo. Well, now I just left my my swaddling blanket, and I'm like electricity everywhere. Okay, 
I'm going to change it tonight, y'all. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ooh, it missed me. Hmm. All right, Miss Lynette. I like that he's my equalizer. I love that. He's my equalizer. Okay. Wow. You all are, oh my goodness. Is anybody falling deeper in love with Jesus? Is anybody like, oh Lord, I love you. Okay. Now here is my next question. Do you remember, do you remember, well, I'm going to ask you two questions together because we're coming up on our last 15 minutes, um, but I want to hear from each person. Do you remember when he came in? Like, do you remember when your life changed? How is your life different now than it was before? You know, we have this song when I was growing up, you are depending when the Lord saved me. <laughs> You are the man when he gave me the victory. Pick me up and turn me around. Place my feet on solid ground. You are the man. Yes, yes. So, what about when the Holy Spirit came in, or when you knew the Holy Spirit came in, when you had that change? Can you can you recall that? What was that moment like for you? Well, for me, when I got born again, I was at the point of having no will to live. And when I accepted Jesus as Lord and Holy Spirit came in and recreated me, I went from instant hopelessness with no will to live to hope and vibrant life. And then Mm -hmm. when I was filled with the Holy Spirit and was given my prayer language, I felt limitless that uh, even though I might not understand things, I had that equalizer operating through me that it really sometimes didn't even matter. He would just, talking about filling in the gaps, (laughs) he would just come in and fill those gaps in. Even when I'm praying in tongues, when he he filled me with the spirit to pray in tongues, it was like I could. I knew I didn't know what I was saying, but I knew that what I was saying was being accomplished somehow. And so mm-hmm. that, that distance that I felt between what could get done and needed to get done left. Wow. That equalization came instantly. Amen. Okay. Somebody else? Um, I don't quite know. Um, I guess because I was raised up, you know, in the church, you know, so I always believe, and I and I always know I had to trust, trust God and ask, you know, for guidance. So I can't quite pinpoint when, <laughs> when it was like. Okay. Well, for me, my change is, well, it's, it's mm, 
started coming from an abusive marriage when I was in it. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that as I started seeking more of God, because when you're in it, it's like either you're going to turn to him or the opposite way, and I turned to him. <laughs> so I just, <laughs> and then uh, I just, um, and I got, I always, I used to bend it, believed in Jesus from a little girl, accepting him and everything, but didn't know about the Holy Spirit. So when I became born again, right at the time after I got my divorce, um, it opened me up to know about my, you know, having that relationship. So I started changing the way I talk and things I watched on TV. My kids said at that time they were in school, in the middle school and high school, and they were like, all you do is spend time. And I, thank God I was able to work from home back then. Before, but I was spending 24-7 TBN or Daystar, eating, reading the Word, just eating it. it. That was his, but I think like three years straight I just did that. And that was part of the growth in, in learning how to stand. You know, I almost lost my house but didn't lose it because I, I learned how to stand. So those things were implementing just changing my walk, just especially when I started praying in tongues. So it was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Uh, so happy <laughs> what a change. Amen. Amen. Miss Lynette. Yes. <laughs> would you like to chime in? Oh well, um, I would say I don't. Really, I can't recall when, but I know and I do know and I know that the Holy Spirit is living with me. He has helped me so much to go from faith to faith, from glory to glory, and I could always just feel him all over me. For example, Sunday morning when I got to church, church had started, and as soon as I got inside, I heard one of the deacons calling me, Sister Monel, Sister Monel. So I look across, he said, Pastor. And the pastor called me up to pray. Before I would have been, oh my gosh. And like the Holy Spirit just took me behind that pulpit and he just spoke through me. And, you know, day by day, I could just feel him more and more in my life. And thanks to Sister Kay, I am a Baptist. And you know that Baptist, you know, we are born again. And when I met Sister Kay, she was able to pray me to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I thank you, Sister Kay. Glory to God. Lord, I remember that was the first day I went to church with you. Yes. I remember. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's a story. We'll have to tell that story one day. That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And so, um, do you have your prayer language, Sister Monell? Yes, speak in tongues. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Amen. That's a blessing. Okay. <laughs> this is so wonderful. All right. So this is what we we are coming to. This is so good. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, let me share mine. All right. So I 
gave my life to Jesus when I was eight years old. Um, mm, Jesus is just so sweet to me. Um, when Daddy led me through the prayer, it was a prayer. Anybody who know any any of you who know me, like really know me, know I'm all about alignment, just alignment. Um, when Daddy prayed the prayer of salvation, when he led me in it, he says, you know, I, Jesus, forgive me for my sins, all that. But then he says, Jesus, I want to walk like you. Jesus, I want to talk like you. Jesus, I want to love like you. Jesus, I want to, this. I mean, it went a long time. I want to do a whole lot of stuff like Jesus, evidently, you know. That's what Daddy led me through. But that has marked my life. And it has helped me. I am so grateful. It's, it's, I'm so grateful because of that alignment piece that he put in me. I haven't been one who's had to backtrack and do a lot of things over again. I see things, and anything that doesn't line up with it, I'm real quick to let it go, or I'm real quick to put it down. And with that, um, it has been very easy to receive the Word of God. And even before I was old enough to know that, or, or yeah, that not everybody preaching was necessarily preaching the Word of God. Before I even, you know, became cognizant of that, um, I could feel it when somebody was preaching and it was the word. I was a sponge. I was soaking it up. And when somebody was preaching, and even if it was a preacher who was preaching the word, but they said something that wasn't quite right, I just, I, I, I just didn't receive it. I wasn't um, rebellious or anything like that. It was like, oh, that doesn't feel right. It was just one of those things. I'll, I'll just leave that there. It doesn't feel right. And so I, I just so thank God because it, 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 it has made my walk with him so much easier because I haven't had to, I do, you all know this by now, I don't like negative yardage. I haven't had to go back and undo a lot of stuff because it doesn't get in in the first place. Um, so can I tell you the moment that I received the Holy Spirit? No, I cannot. But I know that I had been walking in it for a long time. So this is how it manifested in my life. My friends at school, um, they would always say, thank you. My name was not Catherine at the time. Uh, it was, I would just say D. Thank you, D, for, for telling me the truth. Thank you, D, for teaching me to tell the truth. Thank you, D, because otherwise I would have lied to my parents and I would have gotten in trouble. It comes, even my godchildren as an adult, they say, do you realize that every time Mama K comes around, the truth comes out? (laughs) 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 So that was the way. And um, before I knew what, before I knew what prophesying was, um, I was, I was prophesying. I would just speak what, and I didn't know that I was hearing God at the time, but I would just speak what was on the inside and it would come out. He gave me, I want to say, a supernatural understanding of the word, a supernatural memorization of the word. I mean, it was just so easy to take the word and eat it and digest it. I mean, it was just so, and all of that. But I had not received my, and this was all when I was very young, um, and I did not receive my, my heavenly language. I did not receive um, 
the gift of speaking in tongues, not because it hadn't already been provided, but because whatever was in me, I had not received it. And so one night, just I was in revival. Y'all, y'all know how anybody used to go to the club? Anybody ever go club hopping? You leave one club and go to another. That one closed. You leave and go to another club. Well, <laughs> well, I was I was church hopping. I would go to revival, and that one would get out. And it'd still be kind of early. I'm like, ooh, so and so's having a revival. I'd go to the next one. And then, ooh, that was, I'd go to the next, I was a church hopper. I would go to different churches, um, like one after the other until I got my fill, until they closed down, until it was all done. So this one night, I had gone to another revival after having left one, and everything was just clicking. And then all of a sudden, you know, the, the minister, he said something about the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues or whatever, and I promise you, when I spoke in tongues, evidently I had a lot to say. I had like a 10-minute conversation with the Lord right there in the church in tongues. It was like there was no learning how to do it. There was no hoping. It was, it was just, it just came out. And it was like, oh, my goodness. And then after that, it's like English became my second language. I had to like literally think about what word to say in English because my tongues were so fluent. And that was all I was speaking in when it was just me and him. So that is when the manifestation of my heavenly language came. But the, the, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit was manifested through truth and through prophecy and through supernatural understanding of the word. And my life has not been the same. Glory to God. And it doesn't sound like any of our lives have been the same. Isn't he just so sweet? <sighs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Does anybody have anything they would like to say? I just wanted to come in when you were talking about your language, between the two languages. I was like, I would be at work in the corporate, back then, in the corporate area, and then, you know, you've been praying in tongues and saying amen because you've been spending so much time with the Lord and you'd be in a meeting like, amen. I'm like, ooh, wait a minute. And then I Presence here tonight. I thank I thank him that we get to celebrate his presence 
in our life and get to celebrate him as the spirit of God who leads us and keeps us and intercedes for us and is that great equalizer lifting us up from wherever we are to wherever we need to be. Glory to God. He's our partner, our friend, our protector, all of these things. And so we're going to talk next week about the difference between the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Okay? And what I want you all to be thinking about this week, um, to be prepared to share, is how... So I want it to be on your mind through the week, and I want you to be able to, to be ready to share too. So whether something or changes or not, that's, that's between you and God. But right now, how do you engage with Holy Spirit? And how does he engage with you? What do I mean by that? I mean, whenever I am doing something and I forget, I for, okay, oh yeah, okay, okay, this is good, this is good. So I live up the stairs. I have to walk up 18 stairs, walk down 18 stairs every time I'm leaving the house or whatever. Not a problem until I get all the way down the stairs and realize that my keys to the car are upstairs. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so you get it, right? <laughs> so I got to walk all the way back up the stairs, and I would get very frustrated with that. All right. Um, so that's, that's just an example. Or I'll say, what, let's just say I forgot something. Not as, not as obvious as my keys, because I can't go anywhere without my keys. But let's say I got down and forgot my wallet upstairs. Let's say that. Forgot my wallet upstairs. And I'm in the car. I've cranked it up, and I'm getting ready to go. And then Holy Spirit would say, check your purse. And I'll look at my wallet's not there. I would get frustrated because I had to come back up the stairs. But I've learned how to say, thank you, Holy Spirit, for reminding me. Because I could have gotten all the way to the store or all the way to wherever I'm going and not realize that. So he engages me by speaking to me. I engage him by responding to him. Responding is very important. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Or when he just talks to me out of the blue, I hear you, Lord. Thank you. Or, you know, good morning, Holy Spirit. Now I'm engaging him first. Whatever. How do you engage Holy Spirit? And how does he engage you? That's what I want us to be thinking about this week. And I Pray that as we think about it, that we engage him more and pay more attention to when he's engaging us. Amen? Amen. Can you repeat um, what are we going to talk about next week? Yes, we're going to talk about the difference between the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Okay, thanks. Uh -huh, you're welcome. Anybody else? Okay, is there anybody who would like to pray us out? I'll count to three and then I'll pray. One, two. Are you sure? <gasps> okay. <laughs> Three. <laughs> Lord, 
we thank you so much for your joy that is our strength. We thank you so much for being here in our midst tonight. We thank you so much for revealing more of yourself to us. We thank you for the word that you have spoken over us, Lord. And we are poised, glory to God, to receive the ministry of the Holy Spirit to a greater degree than we ever have. And we are excited that it is only going to increase from here. We thank you, Lord, that you are as near as our next breath. Glory to God. That you are on the inside of us, that we don't have to look outside. Woo! Glory to God. We don't have to look outside to find you. Oh, Lord, we thank you that you are inside of us. And Holy Spirit, you bear witness with our spirits that we are the children of God. We thank you for revealing to us what we have. We have you. And we thank you that you are the one who reveals to us all the things that God has so freely given to us. We thank you so much for your presence in our lives. We thank you for your ministry in our lives. We thank you for your faithfulness to guide us into all truth, your faithfulness to bring all things to our remembrance, your faithfulness to intercede on our behalf, to give us the words that we need to say, what we need to say, to give us the power to do what needs to be done in Jesus' name. So we celebrate you tonight, Holy Spirit. And, Lord, we give you all glory, honor, and praise. And, God, we thank you. Daddy, we thank you that we are your children. And we get to cry, Abba, Father. We get to cry, Daddy. Ooh, you're so good to us. And so close to us. And you love us so much. We just give you glory. So, Lord, I just speak blessing over each one of these ladies here tonight and over everyone under the sound of my voice. I speak continued revelation. I thank you for increasing them more and more, them and their children. I thank you, Lord, that every need is met, every provision is made. Glory to God. I speak that there is no lack. And I hear this, Holy Spirit. I speak that there is no disappointment. There is no disappointment in Jesus' name. Oh, I thank you that all appointments will be hit. There are no missed appointments, no disappointments. And we thank you that this good work that you have begun, you shall continue to perform until the day of Christ Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you honor our faith. And we thank you, Lord, for growing us from faith to faith and from glory to glory in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Bless them and keep them in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Oh, you ladies are such a blessing. I love you so much.